Thank you to Pastor Noe for giving me the opportunity to encourage you all and to speak to you all this morning. Uh, my name is Brian Brown. I'm the Connections Pastor here at North Phoenix. And uh, hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Feels good to be up here to encourage you guys. So last week, um, I was watching a mini-series on the life of uh, Derek Jeter uh, called The Captain. Uh, some of you guys might know Derek Jeter. Uh, some of you are like, why are you talking about the Yankees here? To say, hey, 2001, right? 2001, Diamondbacks beat them, right? So that's good. Some of you are like, don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> why do you bring that up here? But when, as I was watching that mini-docu-series about him, he was talking about what it meant to be the captain of the New York Yankees and the weight that that identity put on him, how he carried himself on the field, he came with that authority, and how he carried himself off the field. In fact, for those who don't know, um, the Yankees have been around since 1903, and they've only had 16 captains in their history. So that is not something that is thrown around lightly, right? So some of the captains include Babe Ruth and currently right now Aaron Judge. So it gives you an idea of the weight that it carries. And as I started thinking about that, I was like, man, when we have a certain thing that gives us our identity, um, it totally impacts the way that we live our lives. It totally impacts the, everything that we do. It shapes how we think, it shapes how we feel, and it shapes how we act. Well, looking at Luke chapter 9 today in the scriptures, Jesus is calling us all to make him our identity. Jesus is calling us to make him as our identity. It's a very interesting point here in this passage. So I'm going to read Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 27, and then we're going to go through and talk about what that means, because Jesus wants to give us a requirement for that, uh, some reasons for that requirement, and then ultimately talk about the reward that we'll have when we follow him. So let's read Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 27. If you don't have a Bible, well, the verse is up on the screen. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me in my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here today who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Let's pray. God, thank you for this time to come and uh, share your word. And I pray that you'll encourage us all to follow you more faithfully. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I'm thinking about this and study for this passage, Jesus has a lot of three big requirements for us if we're going to be a follower of Jesus. Now, you might have heard that word before. You might have heard disciple. But Jesus has challenged us all to walk with him. When I look at this particular point in the passage, in the book of Luke, uh, the first eight chapters, everyone's trying to figure out, well, who is this guy named Jesus, right? First eight chapters trying to figure out, well, who is this guy named Jesus? So we learn some things about Jesus. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, that's where Jesus stays at the temple, uh, doesn't go with his parents, and he's learning from the priests. They're teaching him about uh, the scriptures and what it means to, to know God. Um, also, in Luke chapter 4, that's where Jesus himself is uh, tempted by the devil, right? And he doesn't give into that temptation. Uh, Jesus heals a leper. Jesus heals a paralytic. Um, Jesus is doing all these cool things to help people know and understand who he is. 
And then it comes to this point where the disciples have already left their jobs. They left a lot of things that, um, that they had going for them to follow Jesus. And it comes to this point where I think he, Jesus is having kind of a DTR with them at this moment, right? Um, some of you look at me like DTR. Let me that. DTR stands for define the relationship, right? Most of the time we use that language. It's like you're dating someone. You're like, where is this going? Let's have a DTR. So all right, I just dated myself, didn't I? I'm old school. Sorry about that. You know, <laughs> I don't know what the kids say these days, but Jesus is really having a DTR with them. Like they gave up everything to follow him, but Jesus is like, no, 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 no. It's not just doing the, those things. Uh, the requirement's going to be a lot deeper for you. You're going to have to give up more than you think to follow me and be a disciple of mine. So let's look at what Jesus has to say here. And Luke chapter 9, verse 23, the first thing he says, anyone who come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. The first requirement to be a disciple of Jesus is denying one's self. Denying one's self. Now, this may sound uh, pretty easy or sometimes very hard, depending on what you're going through in your life, but Jesus here is really calling us to step out and not do the things that we are called to do. If, you're, if we're really honest, most of the time, we live for our own self-interest and our own self-fulfillment, right? Everything's all about us. If you think about what culture teaches us day in and day out, it's to live for ourselves and the things that we want, right? It's all about the things that we want. We even talked about, Pastor Rich talked about storage and how much storage we all have. Uh, definitely was convicted by that, right? We have things we need to give up. But Jesus here is really trying to hit home at the things going on with our heart. Because if you don't realize it, the things that you want to, the things that you don't deny are really, are really attached to our heart. They're really attached to the things that we treasure. So if God asks you to step out in faith and deny something, and you treasure that thing, it may be really hard to do that. For example, God may be asking you to get out of a relationship that you're in because that relationship is not God-honoring. That may be really hard because you're like, well, wait, God, like, uh, don't you want me to be happy? <laughs> don't you want me to have these things? Um, maybe something you're wrestling with. Maybe, for example, you might have a job, and that job uh, requires you to work like 90 hours a week. You neglect time with your family, neglect time in the Word, neglect time in Christian community. And that might be something that the world's saying, do all those things, because when you do all those things, you'll get these awesome things. You can have a lot of money. You can have an awesome house. You can have an awesome car. You can do all these great things, go on great trips. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 you got to deny these things ultimately to follow me. It's not about the things that the world can offer, but it's about being in relationship with me. Think about the, the uh, reason Jesus says that in verses 24 and 25. He says, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. It's almost like Jesus is saying, like, if you lose your life in me, you'll actually find true life. He's calling us to lean on God's promises and not the promises of culture. Culture will promise a lot of things that ultimately will leave us feeling empty, ultimately leave us feeling like we want more. You ever been there with that place where you're like, oh, I put all my hope in getting X, and you get X, and you're like, man, it wasn't that great. <laughs> How did that work out? That didn't go exactly the way that I thought it would go. Jesus is calling us here to be careful what it is that we treasure, because we can get everything that the world has to offer and miss Christ in the midst of it. When I think about this, that can be really hard for us, right? 
especially at times if you've gone through something hard. Uh, if you're going through something, you're like, you know, you went through a hard time, wrestled with something, and God's asking you to repair or restore a broken relationship or forgive somebody. You know, culture says, oh, just forget about them. Don't think about them anymore. God might tell you, say, hey, step out in faith and forgive them because as you forgive them, you are acting and following me, doing the things that I'm calling you to do. Maybe God is calling you, um, for parents out there, to raise your children to walk in the ways of God, to walk in the ways of Christ. How important that is. But it's really easy at times. I can get, get caught up in it, right? Me, myself, uh, personally, I'm a little, I love sports, as you guys probably have figured out. Pastor Noah and I love sports. And um, I've been hesitant to get my kids involved in sports, right? Because I know the commitment it can take if they want to go and get involved in those things where at times you can be like, okay, I'm going to miss like these five Sundays, right? Then I'll come this one Sunday. Then I miss five more Sundays, right? And then come to church. There's that tension there of like, well, whatever things that we water will grow. Whatever things that we neglect don't grow. So if you're spending all your time at work, you're going to do a good job. More than likely you'll get that promotion and you'll get all the things that might come with that. But if you're neglecting your faith, don't be surprised when God feels far from you. You have to water that as well. And Jesus is saying, if you want to be my follower, take on my identity, that I need to be the priority. Not just something you sprinkle in or add on. I'm not an addition. I am the thing. That can be really hard for us to hear because that naturally pushes, pushes up against the things that we ultimately want to do. It's not easy for us to always want to follow Christ and everything he's calling us to do. It's a challenge for all of us. But Jesus is saying, if you're going to be one of my disciples, then you're going to have to deny yourself. Because denying yourself will turn your treasure from the things of this world to me. And I will fulfill you in everything that you're going through. The second requirement that Jesus says, you want to be a disciple of mine, is he says, take up your cross daily and follow me. Now, I just want to make some things clear before, um, as we're talking about this passage, take up your cross daily and follow me. So a lot of you in here, depending on what you're going through, um, you might be in a strained relationship, uh, you might have an unwanted health issue, um, and, or you might just really be going through a tough time at work or whatever that may be. And you might be thinking to yourself, oh, okay, so Jesus is saying, like, in those situations, he wants us to bear a cross and, and stick up for him. And it's like, well, Yes and no. <laughs> That's not quite what Jesus is talking about here. I see all those things that you're wrestling with as a thorn in your flesh, right? Strained relationship, right? Unwanted job, thankless job, unwanted physical illness. Physical illness. Um, you know, I myself, uh, I found out last year that I was diabetic, uh, not something I wanted, right? Um, but when I think about that, a thorn in the flesh is something that not just Christians can go through, everyone can go through. And it's something that reminds us of the suffering that we have here on earth and how much we need God. When you're going through something that you're wrestling with a thorn in the flesh, um, with God, you can get through your physical illness. Doesn't mean that he might heal you. He might not. It's up to him and his will. But ultimately, he will be with you as you go through that. You're able to go through a tough job, a tough situation that you did not want to be in or a strained relationship because God promises to be there with you. Those are the things that we benefit from when we're leaning on his promises and not ours. 
But when Jesus is talking about here, um, when he talks about take up your cross daily and follow me, he's talking, talking about suffering for speaking about him and sharing the gospel. That means if you are a disciple of Jesus, you need to be standing on God's truth that is found in God's word and speaking the gospel to other people. Jesus says you will suffer for doing that just as he suffers which is really hard for us to hear, right? So you're like, man, like, encouraging message, Brian. <laughs> right, let's talk about denying myself and then suffering for sharing about Christ. But as you all know, like, anything, like, for example, anything bad that will happen in the world, what do we Christians say? Like, we're going to pray for the situation. But just saying to some people that you're going to pray for the situation, they're like, well, you need to act upon stuff. But, but God reminds us that we need to pray and ask God for help. So while culture is saying don't pray, God is saying pray. We stand on God's truth. We act according to what God is calling us to do. When God calls us to act and do something, we follow his lead. We don't do things that we want. Jesus is saying, if you're a follower of me, if you are standing with me, you're going to speak about me to others. Even if you get canceled, even if people don't like you on social media, I think that's some of the hardest parts about standing and walking with Christ, right? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to stand up here and say, yes, I love Jesus. And then people are going to be like, oh, well, we ain't hanging out with you. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> it's very interesting for me, like when I travel, um, many of you don't know, uh, but I'm a big introvert. And um, I would like to recharge, you know, by myself, do something fun, whatever. And um, so uh, even, even being up here and preaching in front of you guys, it's like, ooh, like it's a big moment, but God's good. <laughs> and um, I, when I travel, um, I like to be the one that like puts on headphones, you know, putting us on a hoodie, put your hat down, like I don't want anybody to know I'm there, right? <laughs> Besides the fact that I'm 6'4", you can't miss me, but that's a whole nother thing. And so when I do that, when I'm traveling, um, every time I want to do that, God gives me an opportunity to speak to somebody. How funny is that, right? Like, <laughs> I remember one time I wanted to go on a flight. I was going from Denver to Dallas, going to a friend's wedding. And I'm like, yes, it's 11 p.m. flight. We land at 1 a.m. I'm going to sleep, get a couple hours of sleep. This is going to be great. And I remember I sat down, put my headphones on, and I could just, you know, like you like feel someone staring at you? <laughs> oh. I felt this woman like staring at me and I'm like, don't look over, don't look over, don't look over, right? <laughs> like, I'm really struggling in that moment. And uh, I, I even called my wife Heather and uh, anyway, just like something like, hey, let's not talk to her. And long story short, um, she like, I, put, I got off the phone and she's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh. <laughs> long story short, she was going through a lot of things in her life. I wanted to sleep, but God's like, I've given you a moment to speak about me. And so thankfully, I was obedient to what God wanted me to do, and I was able to encourage her, uh, even when I didn't want to. I had to deny what I wanted to do in that moment in order to follow God. What ways is God asking you to step out in faith? Maybe deny something that you want to do in order to stand on his truth and share the gospel. It was so cool to be able to share the gospel with that woman. And here's the cool thing. I didn't share the gospel with her. She didn't come to faith in that moment, but I was still obedient to what God wanted me to do. 
a lot of times we're like, well, God, I'll do this if I get something from you, right? Like, come on, like, help me out. <laughs> but that's not how it works. Um, we get God in the fulfillment of being with him when we step out in faith and follow him. The requirement that Jesus says here is that we take up our cross daily and follow him. Not just a once in a while thing, uh, not just when you're on an airplane, but daily. So that means that daily we need to be thinking, God, how do you want me to follow you in these moments? What are you teaching me to do day in and day out, every single day? How are you calling me to walk with you and not just live for myself, my own self-fulfillment, but follow you? When I think about the, the uh, word life in verses 24 and 25, um, you know, like Jesus says, whoever would save his life will lose it. He's not talking about like physical death there. Um, that's, I mean, obviously, like we all will die someday, right? So, I mean, if he said, yeah, you know, lose your life and talking about death, that wouldn't have that big of a meaning. But what he's talking about there uh, is basically our psyche, our identity. He's like, you need to renew the way that you think. You need to renew the way that you act. You need to renew the way that you live in order to follow me. It needs to come from your relationship with me. It doesn't need to come from you on your own. And I think that leads into the third point when I was thinking of, of the third requirement that Jesus has for us. He says, follow me. When I think about following Jesus, um, it, it's very important for us to step out in faith and do the things that God is calling us to do. I think that can be really hard for us to do. Uh, a lot of you might be thinking about things that God is asking you to do as you hear this message and hear this word. How he's asking you to deny something and step out in faith. Know that you cannot do that on your own. It's only when we lean upon the Spirit of God in us and we allow the Spirit of God to lead us are we able to follow Jesus. When I think about that, that puts a lot of big requirement on us being close with God. It puts a lot of requirement on us on knowing his word, hearing his word, and seeking to apply it. It's one thing to hear a truth from God. It's another thing to put it in action. We get to see the fruit of that. And it was very interesting. For example, if, you, if you're afraid to talk about Christ, in verse 25, Jesus says, uh, in verse 26, Jesus says, For whoever is ashamed of me in my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Interesting wording that Jesus says there. Jesus is like, well, if you're ashamed to speak about me, then when I come back, then I'll be ashamed of you. So if God is calling you to stand on his truth and defend his truth and to speak about his truth, he's calling us to do it. It's, it's not an option. It's not a thing we're like, get to it later. Uh, Jesus is saying, this is a real thing. I mean, think about this from the perspective of the disciples and for us today. For some of you today, you'd be like, man, I, I come to church as often as I can. I give some. I'm here. You're telling me that Jesus is asking more of me? And the answer to that is yes. He doesn't just want some of you. He wants all of you. He doesn't just want you to show up and, and give the minimum requirement. He wants you to give it all. Because, and I think the fear that we have when we hear that is that we think we're going to lose something. We think we're not going to be able to get anything back from Jesus, right? But the awesome thing is when you follow Jesus, he gives you more than you ever thought that you would have. Uh, I, I grew up uh, near Niagara Falls, New York, in a small town called Grand Island. 
Um, if you told me I'd be preaching um, to a, a congregation that's about a fifth the size of the town I grew up in, uh, 20 some odd years later, I would have thought you were lying. <laughs> I couldn't see what God was going to do. But I needed to trust God and follow him in whatever steps that he wanted me to do. And it's been an awesome journey to see how God has stayed with me, how God has provided for me and my family, how time in and time out, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that I need Jesus. And then as I follow Jesus and walk with him, that's where he's provided everything that I needed and more. It's like we have this wrestle between contentment and just wanting more. Culture always pushes you to want more, want more, want more, want more. Like, it's always interesting, you know, I love sports. Like, sports teams win a championship. They're like, great, how do you feel to win a championship? The next thing they say, so next year. <laughs> but they moved on, right? Or for those of you who, like, who are dating and about to get married, like, people get, you get married, people are like, yeah, that's awesome, that's great. <laughs> when are you having kids? You got one when you have it too, right? You know, like we always want more and more and more and more and more. It's like we have this unrest in our heart. This, this, we're not content. And Jesus is saying, you can only find true hope, true peace, true rest in me. And that's a definition of being a follower of him. You find that hope and rest in Christ, not in the things of this world. When I think about this passage, uh, I came across a quote by C.S. Lewis that I thought was really important and I want to encourage us with today. Um, and the quote says this, and we have it up on the screen. Give up yourself and you will find your real self. Lose your life and you will save it. Submit to death, death of your ambitions and favorite wishes every day and death of your whole body in the end. Submit with every fiber of your being you will find eternal life. Keep back nothing. Nothing that you have not given away will ever really be yours. Nothing in you that has not died will ever be raised from the dead. Look for yourself, and you will find in the long run only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. But look for Christ, and you will find him, and with him everything else thrown in. I think our biggest fear is that if we give everything to Christ, we will get nothing back. We will lose a lot of things that we might want. It's not wrong to have desires. It's not wrong to want things. But when we place those things above Christ, Jesus is saying that that's not what a disciple does. That's not what a follower of mine does. You put me above everything, let me take care of the rest. He wants us to put our hope and treasure in him, not the things of this world. And that could be very hard for all of us to do. I don't know where you're at in this room with things related to your faith. You might be like, well, man, it's a hard requirement that Jesus has. But it's the most fulfilling requirement that the earth has to offer, is being in relationship with him. I don't know if you haven't put your faith in Christ yet, or you don't know, or you're feeling like God's stirring something in your heart, but I encourage you to step out in that. Lean upon Christ. Take that step of faith. Know that there's a God out there who understands that everything that you're going through, understands the desires of your heart, understands the things that you're wrestling with, that promises to never leave you nor forsake you. 
He died on the cross for your sins so that you may have life and life eternal, a promise of God, so that you don't have to fear death anymore, so that you can be in relationship with him. For others of you, maybe God is impressing something on your heart right now. He's asking you to stop, do something, and you're afraid to do it because you don't know what's on the other side. God is asking you to step out in faith and do that thing. For others of you, this might just be a reminder that you need to keep God at the forefront. Make Jesus your identity. Lean upon God's word and his truth and allow him to move in your life. Find contentment in him and continue to treasure him. I don't know what's on your heart or what God's pressing upon your heart, but we're going to take a moment where we we'll have pastors and prayer team up front. As we sing the next song, I just want you to not neglect what God is telling you. If he's telling you to step out in faith and not rely upon what culture has to offer you, but lean upon him, I encourage you to do that. We encourage you to have a conversation. Take that step of faith. Listen, God says, follow me. But the cool thing is that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit for those who believe. The Holy Spirit in us allows us to follow God. He's given you a way for you not to fall short. And that is an amazing thing. Let's take a few moments and reflect upon what God is teaching us this morning.